Welcome to the Game Under Repair podcast. Michael here. Uh, today I'm joined by Sam, Nate, and Audie. Uh, this episode we're going to be talking a, a little bit different than we normally do. We're going to be giving a little recap on ourselves. So this is going to be less about the golf world than the professional level and more about us. And we're going to talk about some life, uh, life updates for each of us, uh, go through some new clubs that we're playing, um, and talk about some of the rounds of golf that we've recently played and some of the rounds that we have coming up uh, this year. Um, and so the first one, I guess we're going to start off. Uh, so recently, you know, this past week, actually, our own Sam Noblet got married here in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, I know I'll speak for myself, but probably everybody saying that it was a lot of fun. It was a great weekend. Uh, enjoyed seeing everybody. But I guess, Sam, you know, as a, as a new groom, you're welcome. Thanks. Yeah, we're uh, Katie and I are happy that it's over. We're glad we did it. It was a lot of fun. It was great seeing all of our friends and family from all all walks of life come together and enjoy and, and have a good time at the reception. And then we're able to see people on Saturday at some different events. And then I was able to play golf with, with Mike, Nate, and Audie here on Sunday, which was really nice. Haven't haven't been able to play that much golf with them since I moved to Virginia. So all in all, it was a it was a great weekend. I think if you ask both Katie and I would we rather want to do our own wedding again or be a guest at weddings? We would say we would love to be a guest at our own wedding, but I don't think we ever want to be at our own wedding again as the bride and groom. So it was a great time. We're exhausted. We're, we're trying to recover. Going to work today was tough. A lot to catch up on. Katie came home. She had to go in the office. She's pretty tired, mentally, mentally done after a whole day of people asking about the wedding, but she still needs to like get actual work done. Luckily, I'm work from home, so not as much of that. Mike and Nate were in the wedding. Audie came with Katie to the wedding. Everybody had different fun Katie. at the reception. Yeah, different yeah. Katie. Audie is uh, engaged to a different Katie. So the best part of the reception was when Cocky, the uh, South Carolina Gamecock, uh, stole the show. So that everyone talks about it. They've been posting about it. Every post about our wedding has had Cocky in it. People who are Gamecock fans and people who aren't. Yeah, it's definitely cool being a fellow Gamecock fan and being in the heart of of the Gamecock country, I felt like that was a that was a, a spirit lifter. Not that not that there was any lull, but that just brought it up another level. So it's a lot of fun. It was great getting to do Sandstorm with everybody. That was awesome. I'll tell you, man, it just gets you hyped for football season. That's all it is. Oh yeah. Rowdy, sure. Sam, I guess what what would you say uh, uh what's the thing you disliked the least or disliked the most about kind of that whole experience of you know going through that wedding season? Oh, dislike the most about the wedding season. Probably some of the drama that comes with getting married. Family drama, friend drama. Uh, people RSVPing yes, but then not coming due to do we believe their reasonings or not. Um, that drama. There's been a little bit of that since the wedding happened. So that that's probably the dislike the most also there's a lot of planning and then when you get done you're like all of that planning and it's over like sunday morning you're just like wait it all happened but we've been like planning it for nine months done in a in a day and a half basically i mean i think i enjoyed like i said just seeing everyone and being able to see all the family members it is pretty hard to juggle the like levels of being like on and up up to it that you have with different family groups or like different sides of the family and then friends having to like juggle all those dynamics at one time. It's pretty, 
that's probably the most exhausting part. Yeah, I think definitely because you're you're basically on display for that entire time. So you're you know, you don't get a minute to kind of to yourselves really, which is kind of crazy if you consider it, because you're the whole point is you're getting married, but it's really just you know, it's a kind of a spectacle and you're you're really doing a lot of it for other people too. Yeah. And uh Katie's grandpa said, just remember the ceremonies for you, the receptions for everyone else. And I was like, That that is true. <laughs> I feel like Katie and I were barely on the dance floor. I don't even remember a lot of the reception. You're like talking to people the whole time. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, last dance. Yeah. It's definitely, I definitely remember being a blur as in like, you know, it feels like, Hey, this thing just got started and you look on a calendar and you're like, Oh yeah, we're here for what? Four or five hours. It's like, that's going to, that's going to be a long time. And then somehow you get there and you're like, I feel like I, I feel like I didn't get enough food. I feel like I didn't dance enough. I feel like I didn't talk to enough people. It's crazy how that works out. You had plenty of trulies, that's for sure. <laughs> the open bar was very open. I'll say that. Yeah. Audie, you're you're got it coming up later this year, so Yep, in December. We'll be we'll be throwing it down down here in Polly's Island. We'll have a great time, I'm sure. Especially with the golf too. Yeah, round two. I said I don't get cold feet. <laughs> <laughs> no cold feet for me. Uh and then I guess Sam, you guys haven't started your honeymoon yet, but our are coming up soon. I guess maybe if you want to just give us a kind of quick, yeah, quick rundown of what you're doing on your honeymoon. And I've heard you have kind of a fun round of golf coming up. Yeah, we are leaving next Friday to go to Hawaii. So um, May 6th, we'll be in Hawaii for 10 days and, and we'll be back on the 17th. But I think we get into Richmond at like noon because coming back, you basically have to fly overnight to like impossible to not do that. So yeah, we're we're looking forward to it. We're excited um, to kind of have some time to recover before going to the honeymoon straight into it. And we got a lot of stuff planned. I think each day's got probably one main activity and maybe a restaurant we want to go to. But some of those days are the activity is just like just the beach or something. So we got a lot of things uh, to do in Honolulu and and then go to Maui. Um, and I got a round of golf. In Maui, so I'll make sure to take some pictures, and and it probably won't be my best scoring round because I'm gonna use some clubs that they have at the pro shop because I'm not paying to fly my clubs all the way out there. But it'll probably be the the views and the weather. It'll be a good time, good time regardless. And it's on my uncle, so he bought it on our on our uh, registry. So. And then uh, I guess uh, I guess to close off kind of the wedding talk, I guess what's uh, if you had like one piece of advice for somebody who's you know getting ready to plan it, aka Audi, um, you know, what would you say to somebody like that? Uh, I would probably say that you can you can plan as much as you want, but sometimes things just don't go to plan. That's okay because no one will know that it doesn't go to plan except you, or like you and the officiant, or you and the DJ, like. Nobody's going to miss it because they never knew it was supposed to be there. So think about that when planning, like if some small stuff. Any other uh, parting words? A great time was had by all. Sam, congratulations, man. Thanks. Nate brought Rory to the brunch and then put the pressure on me and Katie after we were married for like eight hours to to have a baby. All the family is like, oh, when are you going to have it? And we're like, well, Katie's brother's been married for three years. Her other cousin got married last September. There's already a baby coming next month in the family. So, Yeah, and so I guess speaking of that, I guess we, we have talked about it uh, a couple of times here on the podcast, but I guess haven't really formally you know talked a ton about it. So Nate, 
you know, a new, relatively new father. I guess, Nate, you want to tell us a little bit about, about your daughter? I mean, how old is she now and kind of kind of what it's like being a dad for the first time? Yeah, dad life's pretty fun. Um, it's, a, it's a new adventure every day, that's for sure. Rory will be uh, three months next Tuesday. So time's going by quick, but she's a joy and starting to get a little more sleep at night. So we're hitting some eight-hour stretches recently. Uh, the longest she's been is 10 hours, so... She's sleeping during, sleeping great during the night, and uh, still, still learning how to nap during the day. But other than that, she's awesome, and uh, it's definitely a, you know, you learn on the go a lot. Uh, you can read all you can and ask friends for advice, but you know, everybody's different, and every experience is different. So, but it's been a lot of fun, and we're enjoying her a bunch, and we've gone out and done a lot of stuff with her, which helped a lot. You know, it's. I, I thought at first we'd be inside a lot, staying home, and uh, just as a family learning learning new things. But it, you definitely got to get out of the house and go do stuff. And uh, Lane and I have been pretty good about taking her out and going for walks and taking her places. And I haven't been scared to take her out to eat somewhere. She's uh, she does pretty good in the car seat and riding around the car. So overall, everything's been great. And uh, looking forward to starting for number two soon. I'm just kidding. Not not yet. We're gonna we're gonna enjoy enjoy her for a while. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun. Uh, you know, seeing you guys. Obviously, you know, it's a little bit different. I'm not comfortable yet holding a a baby that size, but I, you know, enjoy being around you guys uh, with Rory, and it's it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, Mike's a natural. Mike yeah. Mike's getting there. Mike uh, Mike just needs third time to charm. Mike, so just yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Each time you see her, she'll be bigger and bigger, and then all of a sudden she'll nice. be actual football size. Second time was better than the first. You know, we're going pra- practice makes perfect. That's the motto we have. Um, we just want no mistakes in between because that's not something you really come back from easily. Dropping, <laughs> dropping somebody's baby. <laughs> Got to support the neck. That's that's crucial. The uh, what's uh, what do you think's been the biggest? I guess biggest change that maybe you didn't anticipate. You know, going into being a new father. I mean, I thought about time, how like, all right, I might have less time for this or, you know, that's going to change. Like, I, you know, I won't be able to do this, but I think I feel like time has just been like gone double. Like I, I do one thing and it's like, okay, half the day is already gone. So I, I feel like time flies by, you know, because she has to feed every, you know, roughly every three hours right now, except for nighttime. So like I'm, I'm, re- I'm at the point where I'm, I'm, I've been able to adjust. Like I just, I adjusted to not being, not sleeping as much, but it wasn't as bad on me, but. I feel like, you know, if, if Lenny, if I let Lenny, Lenny run out and do something, obviously giving her time to do stuff for herself, when it's just me and Rory, I feel like time flies by because, you know, I'm having to watch her a little more, pay a little more attention. Obviously, I can't just do something by myself or, you know, not worry about someone else. So that, that's been one thing that's been a kind of like a, a noticeable change for sure. You still have had some time for golf, though, I guess. You've gotten a couple rounds in since? Yeah, I know we're, we're tracking our rounds and the... And the spreadsheet, really, honestly, my golf hasn't changed as much. Um, I'm still getting out to the range about once a week on days that Rory goes and Rory goes to her, her uh, Aunt Kathy's on Wednesday afternoon. So that's using my range afternoon. And I'm still playing around, you know, an 18 holer once, once or twice every two weeks. So Lane's been very gracious to let me play because I know sometimes handling Rory by herself can be tough, but she goes out and does stuff and I'll let her go out and do stuff. So we, we've been able to handle that pretty well. And 
uh, give each other time to go do fun things. So, but yeah, playing some good golf and um, haven't shot in the nineties. And I think it's been since late fall. So I'm, I'm on a good streak here and hoping uh, to keep it up. As in not shooting in the nineties, you mean shooting sub 90, right? Like... Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've been in the eighties, mid eighties consistently for, you know, three or four months now. So playing some decent golf and ready to hit the new clubs pretty well in the course yesterday or not yesterday, but uh, on Sunday. So hopefully I can uh, keep it up. Yeah, I guess that's a, that's a good, uh, good point. So you do have some new clubs in your bag. So maybe uh, why not tell us a little bit about, about what you got in the bag and then kind of, you know, why you picked those. Cause I know you're considering a couple other clubs and then, um, you know, how you're liking them for the couple rounds you played with them. Yeah. So I got the, uh, Callaway Rogue driver and three wood three. The three wood is a three plus wood. It's 13 and a half degrees and got some good power. Actually, I think, uh, when me and Audie were playing gold at Cobblestone a few months ago, I drove the green, I think it was gold five, the par four, the short par four. I drove the uh, green with my with my old driver, and this past Sunday I drove it with my three wood. So it's good to see uh, these, the benefits of new clubs because I'm my tailor-made burner 2.0. I'm, I'm thinking that club was made like 10 years ago. So updating the driver and the three wood has been nice. I got a lesson scheduled for Friday, so... Gonna hope to improve mechanics a little bit. Try to get some uh, drills and mechanics down that I can replicate in a swing and eliminate some of the shots I don't want to hit. So looking forward to that. But yeah, the, the drive, the new driver. Um, I think I hit the I hit the Callaway Rogue, the uh, TaylorMade Stealth, and the Cobra. Um, I can't remember the exact name of the Cobra, but yeah, it's never really in the running. What do you think of the yeah. Stealth? I've, I've heard some some mixed reviews about it. What were your thoughts hitting it? Now, if I could have the I, if I could have the color of the stealth, I'd probably go with the with the black coloring or you know black shaft, black head with the carbon. I mean the carbon colored face. But the stealth was really quiet when you hit the sweet spot. You can't really tell that you've you know you've hit the sweet spot. So especially in the sim or the the you know the hitting bay at Kuza, you don't really uh, you don't really you know you have to look at the screen and to go okay I actually hit this dead straight or actually it felt really solid. I felt the distance. So it's just kind of a quieter club and. The feedback's kind of nice, but on the rogue, but it's not as loud. I, if I know the li- listeners don't know, but the boys know that my last driver was sounding like a cannonball. It was a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, hey, fire the cannons! I, the British are coming. That's right. So everybody's ears are liking it a lot more now. Do you think you can tell the difference between your old clubs and the new ones? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you talked a little bit about distance, but I, like, what about like feel like the control? Do you feel like you have more control over? where it's going or more confidence? Uh, I would say more confidence. I don't know about control. Like I'm still having a few of the same misses I'm like left that I'm having, um, which that's what I'm trying to get rid of. So getting some instruction hopefully will help me. But then, you know, I went to the extra stiff shaft on the driver, uh, which I didn't have before. So getting adjusted that a little bit hasn't been bad and I've enjoyed that. So, but definitely more confidence, but just want to get the swing right. Nice. And then uh, I know, and then Audie's, uh, Nate went driver three wood and you kind of did a little bit of a bigger change, replaced all the irons in your bag. Um, and that's a relatively new, what, a couple, th- two, three rounds with those? Yeah. Um, so the, that's actually, yeah, the second round was when we played this past Sunday. And so far with the new irons, uh, dude, I mean, they're clicking for me. I just got to work on my short game now because that's where my pitfall is. But hey, we, right. we, we buy some wedges. That's right. We have corrected the 
Audi famous 50-yard slice, where I'll have to use the old Kentucky winnage for those. But hey, man, I tell you what, the news, the I'm with I'm with Sam, or uh, with Nate there on the new Callaways. I went with the Callaway Rogue ST Max, and dude, I'm telling you, my dispersion has decreased a lot now. Um, I've I've gained a little bit of distance, and I'm not slicing the ball as much. I'm actually drawing it a little bit, hitting it dead straight. I mean, I think you know on the par five fourth that we had on gold the other day, I think I hit a two fifteen five iron with no helping wind or or downhill. So I mean, I'm, I'm hitting them pure and I'm not slicing them. So they're they feel like a hot knife through butter when I'm hitting them. It's great. I'll say I swung one time with Audi's new club seven iron dead straight, but it went about a mile in the air because he's got two degrees extra loft, and I hit it. And Audi's like, "Was that a pitching wedge?" And I was like, nope, seven iron. But it sounded <laughs> nice and it went really far. They sound nice when he hits them too. Like you can you can tell when you, when Audie hits a sweet spot on Sunday. One of them, I think, I forget what hole it was, but you thought you mishit it. Oh, it was four. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I mishit it. And Mike and I were like, I'm pretty sure you hit that like 200 plus yards. Like Nate and I could hear it, that it was just such a solid like hit. Yeah, that was a that was definitely a head turner of a shot. Like you're if you weren't looking, you you heard that sound and you turned and looked because that ball was mm-hmm. that ball was nuked. <laughs> yeah, so good drive, great approach shot, screwed up the screwed up the the wedge into the green like four times and two putt for a trip. So yeah, that was a great par yeah. five. Yeah, uh, that whole Mike Mike and Audie were trading front of the green, back of the green. <laughs> Because Mike went over, then went back over the front, and Audi was the exact opposite. I will say, in our defense, but yes, we also fucked it up. But in our defense, the sand was un- was a little <laughs> unfair on that hole. Sand was there like was no- the concrete. Yeah, yeah that was, was no sand. The way that the way that that green is set up with with the sh- uh, sharp drop offs and how narrow it is at that point, it's you know getting in that sand was basically a death sentence, and we both we both found it. Yeah. But I guess, uh, Audie, maybe give us a little bit of back. So, like, what clubs were you considering? Because I know you did quite a bit of work um, going back and forth with trying out a couple different clubs. Um, so maybe tell us a little bit about what that was like, what clubs you were considering, and kind of what ultimately led you to get in with the Rogues. Yeah, so I did quite a few months of uh, extensive research, we'll call it, um, going into the – so here in Myrtle Beach is where I, I reside, and I go into the, uh, the PGA – pro store down there and a couple different pro shops around the area. Cause I mean, this is the golf capital of the United States here. So, but, um, you know, I did a lot of research online looking at what I wanted to get, you know, I'm a Callaway Homer. That's what I've hit my entire career. And, you know, I thought I was, I knew the new rogues were coming out and I wanted to try those, but I also wanted to have an open mind. So I went to the PGA Superstore and just kind of piddled around. I hit the, the uh, Callaway Apex, I hit the DCBs, I went and switched over and hit a couple of Titleist different models there. I hit the TaylorMade, what is it, the P21s or something like that. I hit the Cobra Rad Speeds, the Cobra Kings with like the cold or the copper plated irons. And I also hit a couple of Mizunos um, to include the Hot Metal and I think the M24s or something like that. A lot of, I mean, a whole different array of, of irons. And um, for Valentine's Day, my Katie bought me a club fitting from Club Champion. So I went up there and got fitted. So you go in there and you're hitting your stock six iron to begin with to kind of get your baseline. And so what they really want to do to, to begin with is figure out what shaft 
that you need. So we looked at my swing speed. We looked at, you know, kind of where I'm addressing the ball and kind of the ball speed and everything else that goes along to it. And Mike will tell you about the smash factor and how important that is. So I, I found the the right shaft for me, and then we started trying different club heads. So the, she started out with the, the Cobra King, the, the copper-plated one, after I told her about all the other clubs that I've tried previously. And, you know, that was okay, and switched over to the tailor-made P21s. That was all right. So I'm, I'm hitting, so my stock six iron to begin with, with, I was with a Callaway XR, or not XR, I was with the Callaway X-Forge Club. 2007 Blades is what I was playing. Completely not for me at all, and I think my stock six iron was about a buck fifty-five, and probably forty-five yards of slice. So I go to the next six iron, and I'm I'm already sitting at a buck seventy-five on distance and about fifteen yards right with dispersion. I hit the apex, hated them in there. I hit the Mizuno's, and the, it wasn't the hot metals. But I think it was like the M24s or something along that line. And I hit those about 185 with a six iron with a five to 10 yard dispersion to the right. So I was like, okay, those are in the running. And at the very end, she's like, all right, I think that these Mizunos are for you and this is what we're going to do. And I was like, all right, just humor me. I said, I tried in the PGA Superstore, I tried the Callaway Rogue uh, ST oversized irons and I tried the or the uh, offset oversized and I tried the the forged ones and she's and she's like all right let's let's try the one that you haven't tried so it was the third model the not forge just the player improvement not like the rookie level club and not the player's iron but kind of in the middle the game improvement so I tried those and my six iron went to about a stock 187 with a three to five yard dispersion I said let's lock them up and that's what I decided on and um, I got a half inch added on top to length and a two and a half degree lie adjustment on the toe because I can't hit a golf ball very well without adjustments. <laughs> the scientist. That's it. No reason to feel ashamed for it. You may got a club that's made for you. So That's right. So first time doing completely custom clubs, nothing is stock. And got to shout out the Golf Pride CP2 Pro Grips because they're f- freaking fantastic. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm liking the new set. What'd you think of the actual process? I know that's your first club fitting, I believe, like yeah. in that level of detail. What, what was your thoughts on that? And, you know, club champion in general, I guess. Yeah, that was my first club fitting, um, you know, other than going into golf galaxy or PGA superstore where honestly, I feel like those guys are, are similar to security guards at malls. it's like, you're there, you're filling the spot, but it's not legitimate. Yeah, Club Champion knows what they're doing. Those guys, or I work with a, a lady named Tori Height in Columbia, and, and she's been fantastic. She really takes the time to get to know you beforehand. You you have that discussion of, you know, kind of how you play, what your game type is, your shot shape, what you're looking for in a club, what you hate about what you have in your in your bag currently. But I really like getting in there, and it's, it's very analytical at times. And they help you with your technique as well while you're going through hitting these clubs to make sure that you're not trying to overhit them. So go in there with the open mindset of, you know, you could land on something completely different than what you thought you would. Kind of like my future and father-in-law, he went to go hit the new TaylorMades and he wound up coming out with Wilson's. But uh, just go in there with an open mind that you could go in, you could come out with something that you'd never thought of 
going into it. Just really be easy going. Accept what they're telling you. Look at the data that you're getting from all the shots that you're hitting. I mean, it's it's live instant feedback from the track man. And I think that's one of the better statistical platforms that I've seen from a golf simulator, whether you're playing, you know, or simulating around or just on the range. All of their data is is perfect. And they emailed it to me right away as soon as we were done with the fitting. And, you know, they, they have financing options, which is great. 18 months, same as cash. You get money towards new fittings. You get three free hour-long sessions in the bays. And they really know their stuff. So if if you're looking to get new clubs, I highly recommend Club Champion. When I got my irons a year ago, I was also a club champion, which is how we first found out about him. And I'll second everything Ani said. You know, if you're if you're a data guy like I am and like Audi is, it it was definitely a lot or it's definitely nice to have all that data and have access to it and be able to talk through it with somebody who knows what they're looking at and is able to help you kind of understand it um, and then kind of how to use it, how to take that data and then use it to get you a club that is really fitting your needs. Also, shout out Mike for the two hundred dollars off the entire <laughs> purchase order. That was great. All I did was just buy mine at full price, so you're welcome. What are you looking to add next to your bag? So I'm thinking I might add a new driver, but although after this weekend, I don't know, it was clicking. Um, yeah, I, I think you, you don't can need attest. A new driver. You I think you can attest. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, from the last several months, even going into last year, I could not hit my driver worth anything, and I was 20 yards behind these guys in every single drive. And for some reason, I had it clicking on Sunday where pretty much everything was dead straight, if not a little bit of a draw, which is not like me at all. I think I missed, what, four fairways on the day or something like that. But yeah, I had it I had it going on. But I think it's just a little bit dated. Um, but hey, if I continue to hit it like that, on like I did on Sunday, I think I'll be all right. I might go find another wedge because <laughs> I need to work on that. I think your new irons... And not being so like bent over the ball is actually helping your driver swing. It might be, even wrong. though they're two different swings. But I think it like you looked more upright, like your hand placement on Sunday looked like not as low, but more like belly button height. I feel on more all your shots. Yeah, yeah I, f- I feel more comfortable over the ball, and and having these new clubs hitting them the way I do. I mean, even coming out of the fitting. I just feel more confident standing over the ball at address before I actually hit it. So I, I can actually visualize hitting a straight golf ball, not aimed 50 yards left to compensate for the slice. If you didn't bring it up, like I know you're a big feels guy when you're on the course. And I feel like for you, Audie, with, with how your irons were, where they kind of were hurting your game a little bit, I feel like it kind of would seep into the other parts where with now where you're, where I feel like you're, like you said, feel confident you stand over an iron shot thinking you're going to hit a good one. I think that's kind of percolating into the other parts of the game. And I think that's probably also why you're seeing some driver improvements too. I would agree with that. Now help me with my short game. <laughs> that used to be one, what saved one, me. One step at a time. Yep. Sam, uh, what are you looking to add to your bag? Yeah, no new clubs this round. Still, uh, it was my fourth round total with uh, my new driver and four hybrid. The last two rounds, I've hit a 240-yard four hybrid, so I'm feeling pretty good over that club. Still need to get the trajectory worked out. Sometimes they come out a little too flat, 
But my next club is probably, I've told Katie I wanted to get a new putter and get fit for one with height, length, weight, etc. Because that's probably what I don't feel. I used to feel really comfortable putting and feel, but I'm just not for quite a while, probably since last summer. Just haven't, I haven't had the feel for putting. And really, that's probably the last thing. I mean, I got irons in May, driver, four hybrid. I don't really use the three wood um, because I don't really have that gap right now. So I don't think I I necessarily need it. But yeah, KD's going to give me a fitting at Club Champion. So I'll be hitting up Mike or Audi for the uh, discount code. All right. And then, uh, Nate, what what new clubs are you looking to add to your bag? Uh, Next year, hopefully some new irons. I think my putter is probably like a 2004. So... But it's 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 been doing me okay right now. So, but as y'all know, I chipped my six iron on Sunday. So, Nate, you took you took a gouge out of that club. I did. Yeah. I, I mean, I I, need, I hit ball first and made a great divot, but the rock I I was uh unfortunately the rock was under the earth and did not see it. Unfortunately, it was on the very end of the toe, so it was not on the face. But yeah, but I'm probably you know 2023 new irons. Looking forward to that, but maybe a putter, but we'll see. I think irons first, get the full set. I think you got to get the, I think you got to keep the putter for a little longer. Yeah, got to keep, got to keep that. <laughs> part, part of your, between your blue shoes and your putter, that's the signature look. I think um, I'll go ahead and drop the news on the, on the podcast, but I think come Hilton Head, we might see some new uh, attire or equipment on the course. But Hey, no more blues clues, huh? That'll be for that'll be for a later conversation and maybe a surprise. But yeah, the putter maybe the putter will eventually get framed and go in Mike's basement. But uh, <laughs> we'll, and I'll sign it for him. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Say so, yeah, it's gonna be worth some, a lot of money someday. So I better better get that signature now. That's right. All right, Nate's got us on Instagram watch for new equipment on in uh, at the end of May here. Yeah, and then uh, I guess so for myself. I forgot to cover this earlier when we were talking about new clubs. I, they're not really new clubs, but they're new to me. So I recently took over um, some Callaway XR 3-wood and 5-wood. And I've been hitting those, and I've just fallen in love with those clubs. Uh, so I had a pretty old 3-wood before, um, and was that was going to be my next club in the bag, was getting some new woods and driver. But actually, since I have the new uh, XR clubs, I don't think that's going to be my next move. I think I'm actually going to stick with what I probably want the most, which is some new wedges. My wedges are kind of a liability for me right now. It's probably the only clubs that when I'm standing over them, I feel not confident hitting. And so, you know, I'm probably going to feed off of everybody else's stories of, you know, feeling a lot more confident, playing a lot better. So I think I'm going to go wedges right now, looking like maybe end of this year or early fall, um, try to get a few rounds in this year with some new wedges. So I'm not really sure what I'm going to go with with the wedges. Uh, I have been a Callaway wedge guy for a while and might try to start sticking with that, but I'm going to be open-minded like I was with my irons, and you know, we'll see what we end up with. Yeah, and that's going to wrap us up here for today's episode. Uh, we just wanted to you know, get together, give you a quick update of kind of where we are, um, some, some pretty big events that have happened in our lives and kind of what's going on. Um, we look forward to talking to you guys again soon. We, we have a lot of you know, fun golf coming up. Uh, we're going to have some recaps of some of the trips we've already taken this year. Um, we have a, like, I think we talked about a little bit. We have a trip coming up here in May. 
uh, going down to Hilton Head, playing some golf there. Uh, we got some good stuff coming out this summer too. Uh, so we look forward to getting back here soon, talking about that. But that's gonna do it for this episode.